to a great main event here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. My name is Peter Rosenberg. Sorry, your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. Joined by, in Philadelphia, stat guy Greg, and from Philadelphia, but in Los Angeles, the Brian Dipperstein. Welcome aboard, fellas. SGJ, how are you? I'm great. How you doing, Peter? Dip, how you doing? Good. How you doing? (laughs) I'm doing good. I like the clean-shaven look you got going. I just shaved like five minutes ago. Dapper dip joining I'm us. I'm so good at it now. I'm, I'm, I, you know, it's, it's really you. the time is cut down in such a capacity. It used to be an hour. Now it's. What are, are you? You're 33 now. That's right. Yeah, good for you. Look at this. You're, you're really coming all together now. Now, are you willing to talk about the fact that there's rumors I read on the dirts this week about a new location for Dipperland Ranch? <sighs> I, I'm, I'm not ready to quite reveal the full story. But I will tell you that there is potentially a new Dipperstein Towers, Dipperline Ranch. And there is also uh, a massive, gigantic area for a wrestling heaven display situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. This is. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, and to the question about will we be gathering there for wrestling events. Uh, thousand percent let me tell you something about this house when i walked into it it immediately hit different oh really it's costing me way more raccoons <laughs> raccoons up a storm raccoons galore uh, okay yeah you know but the- everyone's invited the whole cheap heat universe when COVID is over the entire cheap heat universe is invited to Dipperstein Towers. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I believe we are the only podcast, not the the only one I could ever think of, where I would be comfortable having a party for our people at Dipperland Ranch that I I would honestly be comfortable inviting the Peckerheads. I think our audience would be that safe and cool. Is that that weird? No. I mean, there'd be a few. I just just invited them. They're invited. You're coming 100%. And let me tell you what we're going to have. I know we're, we're going to have. We're, we're going to have uh, mini hot dogs, cocktail hot dogs. A thousand percent. There's going to be, you know, potato bird's nest from Trader Joe's. Okay. There's going to be bagel bites. What about delicious chicken? Bagel bites galore. And, and there'll be delicious chicken. Delicious chicken was a given. Delicious chicken was absolutely percent. a given. Uh, and, and also, if we ever do this, promise me Warlord and or Barbarian will be there. Well, you know that the dream of mine is to have all of the surviving 
members or participants in the 1990 Royal Rumble over to my home to watch it with all of my wrestling nerd friends and the GP universe. So that includes Warlord, that includes Barbarian, and that includes very few others. Uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, you go through it, it's the saddest thing in the world um, to, to, you know, to discover that there's only like nine of them left. No, it's, it's more than, it's like fifth, what, half? I think Maybe like half, 15, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, uh, we we. I hope... don't think we're getting Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart over the house, but there's others. That I we could can get. I could get Bret. I could get. Brett. We can get Bret. Sean might be tough. Sean would be tougher. I think Bret would go. I think if if we'll co- get Gennetti. if COVID was if COVID was <laughs> over, would go. COVID once COVID's clearly in the rear view. I think the Hitman. Uh, you know what I'll say? A thousand percent. I'm going to ask the cheap heat universe right now. Who from the 1990 Royal Rumble? they would most like to watch with who is surviving. It's a great with, question, with particularly for Los Angeles peckerheads. Although I bet people would travel for this event as well. Absolutely. Now, I would, they, everyone would be in full gimmick. It would be. Yeah, that's that's right. Dip would have to make sure that, you know, you have to pay spend some extra raccoons to make sure Warlord and Barbarian <laughs> wear their you know that it'll, it'll hit it'll hit completely different if we have them uh, in, in face paint. Um, by the way, the, I'm not I'm not yet giving an official endorsement because I, I don't know what kind of business I'm going to potentially go into. I hope with these people I am wearing a shirt right now that was custom made for me by a company called Proper Cloth. Oh, yes, of course. The highest level shirt I've ever worn. The dress shirts of the Malen. I'm going to see if I can get a code for the Peckerheads because they you send them your measurements and they design the shirt. Now, for me, they did me a favor and they they sent me one after I gave my measurements. I took pictures and then the guy looked at my pictures and adjusted accordingly and sent me a shirt. I've never had a shirt fit like this. The 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 sleeves every it's it is majogus. So I want to give a shout out to oh yeah, my Jojus. It's a gorgeous shirt. So shout out to Proper Cloth. But um, also, when you're hearing this, I want everyone to know that as of this weekend, so we're recording this on Wednesday, maybe by the time you're listening, we will have a the reveal on my Instagram and on SGG's Mm, Instagram mm. for the 24-7 championship t-shirt. Mm-hmm. There's been there's been so much conversation. Finally, finally, the time will be here. So make sure uh, again, like everything else we do, it's going to be limited run. So make sure you're actively checking our Instagram pages at Rosenberg Radio at Stack Eye Greg at the Dipperstein. Although Dipper, are you still a private follow? No, I was never a private. Follow. You're never a private follow. No, no, no. I'm not, I thought I'm not. I thought it was. I think. A thousand percent. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, SGG, let's get right into it because there's obviously a huge thing to discuss today. Anything big going on outside the ring this week? The big rumor hasn't been confirmed yet, but the rumor is that the the Wednesday Night Wars will be ending imminently as NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights on the USA Network. Wow. Now, what does that mean? Is that it, a is that an accepting of they don't want to be at war? Well, I don't know, right? Because immediately when the rumors came out, people started wondering the same thing you're wondering. What does that mean? Why is this happening? I think 
both companies can spin this in a way that's positive for them, honestly, because NBC Sports, as we read, as we know, you know, they're shuttering that channel and they got to find a home for all this content across their, their networks. So part of that, I think, means that hockey is going to go to the USA Network. Correct. That's right. And start dominating Wednesday nights. And so that meant that NXT had to sort of move. So WWE could spin it that way and say, you know, they weren't they weren't beat by AEW. They were beat by the network. But honestly, if I'm AEW, you got to take a victory lap on this because no matter what, you were winning in the ratings. They, every oh, week. Yeah, very consistently, unfortunately. Yeah, you're winning the ratings. I mean, the numbers overall aren't anything for either one of them to brag about. But personally, between themselves, they were winning. Well, yeah, and starting from zero, I mean, you got to give credit for to AEW where it's due. I mean, well, both of them. They're both new products to put on cable mm-hmm. TV. But for AEW, do you know what the recent, where are they at recently? Do you know, like, is AEW, like, what, like the 800,000 range, something like that, 750? I, I don't know. You know I don't care about, about that. But, I mean. Uh, ra- ratings don't matter to SGG. Yeah, I forgot. Wrestling, yeah, yeah, ratings don't even yeah, matter ratings, in wrestling. No I don't care watch. about that. But screen, when, yeah, okay. when you package it all together, quite, you know, they can say, we beat them in the ratings from the better part of eighteen months, and then we ran them off of Wednesday nights. <laughs> that's that's what I would say. No, they have a they have a great it's a great marketing tool that they have there. Also, speaking of AEW and television decisions, I am I don't want to go as far as flabbergasted. You're flabbergasted. Fl- I'm flabbergasted. Are you flummoxed? I, I'm flummoxed, and you're flabber- Yeah, and I'm confused. As to why AEW is doing a pay-per-view this Sunday night. I For two reasons. One. I, I think it's Saturday. It's Sunday? I believe, I it's, they, it's, I believe Sunday, it's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. So number one, I love the Saturday night pay-per-view. I think it's, I think it's fun and different. And it makes it stand out as its own sort of thing. And number two, they're running up against the NBA All-Star Game on Sunday night, which also includes the dunk contest this year. WWE never did that. WWE always cleared the lane for for the big four sports. Yeah, I'm confused. As they're doing right now with NXT. But AEW's in bed with Turner, who has the All-Star Game. I would say there's something going on. I'm very... What's the name of this pay-per-view again? Revolution. It's uh, Revolution. The pay-per-view is called Confusion. It's Sunday, March 7th. Why would a Turner property go up against the All-Star game on Sunday night? Dip, you don't... Isn't that bizarre? It's very strange. It doesn't really quite make sense to me either. But um, I'm just excited for, you know, UFC on Saturday. Um, Maybe that's why this pay per view ended up on Sunday. What, what, Maybe because what what what's what's the what's Saturday again? Isn't is it two, Israel Adesanya on Saturday? Oh yeah, I mean, listen, great. It's it's someone every week with UFC. <laughs> oh, Saturday, this one. It's it, it, non. You know, you know that. Do you non-stop. know that I that Howie make my my friend Howie makes fun of me because every single week I say this is the biggest fight in the history of the UFC. I, it's. <laughs> It's the most absurd dip dips level of excitement on a weekly basis is 
I guess I'm jealous. I almost commend you for it. I, I don't know how to keep it. You know what, Dip? You're, you're right, though. It's, it's, it should be bigger than the last. It should be. I, I tell, mean, tell me about got, tell me about Mingano in a few weeks. That's going to hit different. Tell that's me that's the biggest fight in the history. Oh of the yeah, ever ever. <laughs> tell me about uh, Blaschewitz. Oh, he's a great guy. I <laughs> so I I I I like Israel Adesanya. He's dope. The Polish Polish maniacer. They call him something. The Polish power. You, the, he's a, he's and a Polish and man. and this guy, uh, he really hits with you. Do you have memories of seeing Blaschewitz? I've I, seen. I look. I'm I'm watching a. Prime time wrestling right now from 1986. Blaschewitz is wrestling as we speak. Uh, Tony Garea. <laughs> I just don't know how to keep I fond, up. I have fond memories of him. I don't know how to keep up. There's too many. And this is, by the way, Dip's going to call me on Saturday. And he's going to go, this one's not free? It's at $65, $70? It's crazy <laughs> that it's $70. But that's the thing. That's where I really agree with you. Because mm-hmm. so many of them are okay cards with one big main eventer and then nobody else anyone's heard of. I'm like, how are you charging $70 for this? It's behind two paywalls. It's insane. Like, and, and <laughs> yeah. it's this, that's crazy. I mean, all of these fights, I mean, you know, one name, you may be somewhat familiar with the person they're fighting. And then, you know, one person on the undercard and it's $70. Um, but so, here's the difference. They're beating each other to death. They are. And it's, uh, you know. They're literally hitting different. The outcomes are not predetermined. That's probably why AEW uh, put their show on Sunday, though, because they probably think that more direct competition with what they're offering is UFC versus basketball game, which I think is a mistake because then, you know, they can't have the Shaq match on the pay-per-view because of the All-Star game. He's got NBA obligations. Which is why Shaq is tonight, correct? Yes. Although I do like using... Oh, and, and by the way, Amanda Nunez is on the card, too. So that's Mage. Um, oh, wow. And you know what? I want to take this back. This is actually a good card. The, the greatest <laughs> in the history of the UFC? I'm not, not going to lie. It's so funny that I just buried uh, UFC. And this is a card where four of the five fights on the main card, I know a fighter. So... There's an Adesanya fight, there's a Nunez fight, there's a Sterling fight, and there's a Tiago Santos fight. So I listen, do know there actually are a lot of names on this card. Dip's right. It's listen, the biggest event of all time. I, I don't speak for Dip often, <laughs> but uh, he accepts your apology. Thank you. I apologize. Um, anything else outside the ring before we jump into what everyone's waiting to talk about? No, we need to just get right to it. There is a new WWE champion. And if I was uh, telling the truth, which I always am, I have to take full credit for this because ever since he appeared on the Cheap Heat podcast, Bobby Lashley has been, he's had a rocket strapped to his back and it took him all the way to the world title. WWE champion after beating The Miz, he cashed in a week earlier, um, First and foremost, um, what did you think of the episode of Raw? They they went back to the well of promoting at the very beginning, hey, at 9 o'clock, here's what's happening. Only this time, they strung us along and did it for three straight hours. Um, what did you think of the episode in general and that whole setup? I loved it. I loved it because that is how you treat 
your champion. They they went back to the well of Bobby Lashley, you know, going to challenge the Miz at nine o'clock, and they made him a commanding presence at the top of the show, at the top of the nine o'clock hour, at the top of the ten o'clock hour, and then in the main event, and in every segment, he knocked it out the park along with MVP. And of course, the Miz and everything like that. But he proved that he can carry the show because he quite literally did from the beginning to the end, being strung along. And I don't think at any point, at any point, there were any fans who, even with each swerve and with the can getting kicked a little further down in the show, that anybody was tuned out. You saw that countdown and you knew where you had to be at nine o'clock. Uh, I agree. I'm I'm curious. I've not seen the ratings. I'm curious what the ratings were for this past week. Um, as Dip has taken an odd time to randomly disappear and mute both his video and audio. Um, so we have an email that I'll read. That at least, well, they they don't necessarily have a criticism with what we what you just said, SGG, but a criticism overall with the episode that I don't agree with, but I think is an, it makes for an interesting uh, email. Um, Eric, hold on, let me get my drop ready. It's very important. I can't blow this. Eric writes us. Mail. And says, hey, former champ and SGG, the Miz being made to look super weak like a scared baby as the champion was awful and degraded the title more than having him having it for a run would have elevated the championship. Instead of the focus on Lashley deserving the title reign and being somewhat someone interesting, somewhat interesting if he comes off instead he this is a poorly written sentence. Instead he comes off as boring and like an angry man. I want to root for him, but think about the Lana but I think about the Lana storyline every time I see him. Miz deserved better and would have been a champion to be proud of if they let him. Also, Bad Bunny has destroyed the 24-7 title concept. The best part of the previous pay-per-view was Peter winning that title. Now, this is not a well-known guy, and he's holding it for a really long time. Eric? He's not a well-known guy. (laughs) Eric, I appreciate you, and we love you as a listener. I disagree with everything you said. Every every line. <laughs> every single thing. I disagree with everything you said in that email. I Why should why should Miz have been a stand up brave fighting champion? That, that do, is that, that doesn't make that sense. That flies in the face of everything the Miz has done in the past fifteen years. It doesn't I, I had no I, comment? I had no problem with the Miz running the entire episode. Yes, Dip, go ahead. I had no problem with the Miz running the entire episode either, although I did have the feeling when it was all going down that he was like losing too easily. I did have that feeling. I'm like, Oh, you know, the Miz is at the end of the day, like, you know, a, a, a tough dude. And, you know, I know it's his gimmick to be like a geeky, you know, scaredy cat, but at the end of the day, like if he's fighting for his championship that he, you know, so, you know, uh, loves why, I mean, how is he going to go down without a real actual fight? But then conversely, I understand the notion of Lashley is just so determined and so tough right now. And so unbeatable and so unbeatable that he, you know, just destroyed him and, and the Miz had no chance because of how, you know, dominant he is right now. So I, that was going to be my counterpoint is that, you know, 
there's certain guys that there's no such thing as going down too easily against them. You just go down. <laughs> Goldberg was one of those guys. Ultimate Warrior was one of those guys. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley is now being presented as one of those guys. You know what I mean? You're just not going down too easily. It's when they're across the ring from you, you just go down. It, it could take us a minute. It could take five minutes. They might toy with you and drag it out, but you go down. I, I, I'll also argue with it to say this. I mean, in the end, the match ended up feeling meaningful. You know, the fact that they made it a lumberjack match, the way that they actually had the match itself play out, I thought it really went well, you know, and I was a little, I, I'm with you, SGG. I was um, along for the ride, and every time they kicked the can down the road, I was tuned in again at the top of the hour. Mission accomplished. That worked. I did have moments of concern of like, okay, I'm going to be annoyed if really it doesn't happen this week. I did get to that point of like, oh, man, this actually better happen. But I was, I was ended up, it, it was vindicated. The entire night was vindicated by, it feeling impactful when he won the title. It did end up feeling impactful. And the Miz, that is the Miz's character. Everything for him. He is he is a chicken S heel, as as they would say. That's what his whole deal is. And he was open about that. And he basically acknowledged he had no chance in a match. And I thought they stretched it out and made the whole thing feel meaningful. And Bobby Lashley as a result looks like what he can look like at his best. I mean, as far as you thinking about the Lana storyline and Bobby not being a great guy, the only thing I think about that storyline is I don't want to think about it because it was generally stupid, but I doesn't associate, I don't associate it with the Lashley character. Yeah. Nobody, nobody thinks about that. I, I don't even think, do you ever think about the Lana storyline with Lana's character right now? Like this is wrestling a, a year and change after a storyline. What are you even? It was a lifetime ago. It was a, a lifetime, lifetime ago. ago. Rusev's not in the company. He doesn't even exist. He doesn't exist as a character anymore. So I don't ever think about that. Um, as for the twenty four seven title, Bad Bunny is very well known, and yeah. I I don't think that it's messing up the title because he's being protected by a legit wrestler. If he wasn't being protected by Damian Priest. I would also think this was stupid. I would think, why has R-Truth not beaten the hell out of Bad Bunny? But when you see Damian Priest, who looks bigger than 75% of the roster, I think it makes sense. Yeah, people think twice. Yeah. It's, it's not like people don't try to get get close. <laughs> they get just close enough to see Damian Priest hovering behind him, and uh, they think better of it. I didn't get to see my say my piece on Bobby Lashley. Well, please say your piece on Bobby Lashley. Here's what I'll say about Bobby Lashley. I like him. He looks like a wrestler. Okay. I like his move set. I think he moves well. It's all good. Happy that he's the, the, I'm happy that he's the champion, but he has no personality. He has no real mic skills. Okay? He, although he was great and, last week. I didn't think yeah. so. I, I You're out of your you. mind. You don't even, yeah. you didn't even watch the show. I would have agreed with you before he did this show, but. I mean, after our interview with Pete is right. I've been seeing something different. And he was great on the mic last week. He was great this week. And not for nothing, he has a great mouthpiece. So, I mean, the elements are there, even if they're not coming from him. I know. I didn't get to finish my point. All right, go ahead. My point was that he is the perfect champion for right now, where there's not huge crowds. 
I'm not saying he wouldn't be a bad champion in that. I'm, he, he, I'm, I'm happy with the whole situation. But he's a good close-up champion where it's so focused on what's going on in the ring and it's everything is so close up right now. He looks like a monster mm-hmm. and he looks great with the title. And so for this moment when everything is so, there's no wide shots anymore, okay? Everything is being directed so close up. He is a perfect champion for this moment. And I think that's a good point. And also, the hurt business of it all makes it much more interesting than anyone else on Raw having the title. Yeah, agreed. I agree. I'm I'm good with it. And the hurt business now have uh, the tag titles and the world world title. It really looks like they will go into WrestleMania with a lot going on which is well-deserved for the year they had and makes sense. MVP, by the way, who has a slight tear to his meniscus, him working the cane. Yo, you know what it reminded <laughs> yeah. me of? You guys remember the, um, do you guys remember the Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry's hurt and has the cane? When Larry's back is hurt? No, I don't remember this. And he's on the golf course walking with the cane and he looks absolutely insane. Like it's the most over-the-top limp. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but like a week ago, MVP was or a week, two weeks ago, MVP was walking on it. Now his cane and the limp that he has is just I really enjoy it. It's such, and I want I'm all for the Freddie Blassie having yes. that cane. Yeah, and I love him calling the shots too. like Miz. You know, Miz did make a good point. This was a WrestleMania worthy match and for Bobby Lashley to get that moment yeah we could do it at Wrestlemania but MVP's response is being like ring the bell we're doing this right now <laughs> after the whole speech getting everybody out of the ring so where do Fantastic. we go uh, where do we go next for Bobby Lashley like in the immediate and is it right back to Drew McIntyre or is Drew McIntyre now tied up with Sheamus well see that's the that's what I don't know and you, you asked this question about about Bobby Lashley last week and the Miz and where they go. And it's just, they're doing a good job of having everybody have, have multiple feuds to be able to go in a bunch of different directions where the only person that I'm really sure where it's going is Braun and Shane. But I don't know if Drew and Sheamus is a thing that they're going to, you know, sort of push together and pull apart around Mania and then put them back together after or if Bobby Lashley is going to have somebody who returns and comes at him, I, I really don't know. You know, Miz, it looks like he's going to be doing the Bad Bunny thing, but he could easily try to get his championship back. I don't know why he, he would want to after the after the time he had with it, but it, it, I really have no idea where they're going to go with any of these guys. Dip, do you think that we get Lashley and Drew at WrestleMania, or do you think Drew ends up with Sheamus? I think it's Lashley Drew. That mania, yes, that's that's what I envisioned immediately, which I'm not mad at. However, not, but but here's the thing, it's not exciting. I mean, it's something that you could easily have seen on 50 other episodes of Raw. Not that not that you could see every other match. Every that's not the case anymore. It's every match. Every match has been done 50,000 times. But that one specifically, it's like we've been seeing so much of Drew and so much of Lashley. It's like all right, just just give somebody the belt. Like, I, it's not going to be a great match. I well, I th- see. I think they can have a great match. Will I care about it? I think that speaks to the first point you made: is Drew has been so overexposed over the last year 
that I don't know how exciting it'll feel. You know, I, yes, it's different. I'm, I'm happy it's Drew chasing Bobby and not Bobby chasing Drew. Drew needs a chase. Drew is not interesting. He's too big. He's too dominant to just stand on top of the mountain forever. I think him chasing Lashley, who's also protected by the Hurt Business, is a lot more interesting for Drew. But I wonder, is there any chance that the reason they have the Sheamus thing going is be, is 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 a pull in case of emergency that they get Brock and Brock comes back for Bobby and Drew ends up with Sheamus. It's possible. It's possible. Although I do want to point out, though, Drew and Bobby have only had you know one one on one match um, since twenty nineteen. It feels like you see them so much, though. It's it a, does. It, I don't know what so that... much Drew in my life. I mean, I'm buying Drew's house. Drew's buying my house. <laughs> Drew is my that, father. What does that mean, though? <laughs> that like these feuds can feel like they've been dragging out and they've been so long, and that these people have been interacting so much when really they haven't even been around each other. That it that it is interesting, but it it, it, uh, it shows it's not going to hit different to see them in the ring together. I'll put it this way: it shows it shows that Raw is, has just not been that deep. So as a result, you just feel like all I see. I mean, come on, the Hurt business and La- the Hurt business and McIntyre feels like it makes up half of Raw every week for the last year. Of course, yeah, they definitely like threw Raw on their back during the pandemic. So that's why. While it's an interesting twist that Bobby's champion, them just having a one-on-one title match, I hear Dip's point. It does sort of feel like an episode of Raw. I mean, yeah, so it does. They got to spice that up. They got to find a way to spice that up. Over, they have one more pay per view. Um, I wonder what the pay per view will be. You think it's a Miz rematch? Or like Miz and Morrison against Lashley, something like that yeah. at Fastlane. I could or a triple I mean, threat if, with Sheamus. If they get Brock, I could see Miz, Drew, and uh, Lashley because Drew didn't get a rematch either. Even though you know they say that championship rematches aren't really a thing anymore, but everybody still seems to, seems to get them. That could be it. It could be Miz, Drew, Lashley at Fastlane. Lashley wins, then you get. Lashley McIntyre at Mania. So here's the question then. We now know we have Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. We yep. know we have Roman Reigns and Edge. Both of which are quality WrestleMania worthy events. But I'll already say what I know Dip is going to say. Neither, you know, shakes you to your core. Of like, I can't believe we're getting this. You know, like I don't it's have a core. there's no core anymore. The core is gone. <laughs> I can't even be shaken to it. Then you, then you basically know we're going to get the the Damian Priest Bad Bunny tag match with Miz and Morrison. I popped SGG there big time. Yeah, he, he did. Lashley, Mac- that I have no core. Lashley McIntyre, Braun, Shane. Where is the match that we go, oh my oh my gosh, this is gonna be because last year, in spite of everything, we had two of those. 
We had two. We had we had the Undertaker match, which was three. The Undertaker match, which was something. The Cena Bray match, which was something. And at the time, because Edge had just came come back, Edge and Orton, which was something. What they're is the make, something? They're gonna have to make Randy and Bray A something thing. mage. Which it looks and like it, they will, though. I feel like Randy and Bray is going to be a funhouse match a la uh, Cena and Bray. They should just call it a something's going on match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something's going on match? That would be yeah. a big, big... Something going on match. Yeah. A thousand percent. That would be big. With an exclusive world premiere of our brand new block slaughter. Let me tell you, can I just tell you what in their mind the big situation is at WrestleMania this year? Sure. Bad it's Roman Edge. Bad Bunny. It's all bad about it's, them. If the, the, the Bad Bunny is there, it's a gigantic event. That's all that matters is Bad Bunny. Yeah. Bad it, Bunny helps, though. I mean, they've always leaned on celebrities oh, to, to pop a mania. Stop saying. It's, he, are you enjoying it? I am. You I am, but bad also Bunny. Bad Bunny is not for me and it's not for you and it's not for P. It's not for the hardcores. Like when they pull in these celebrities, it's never for it's never for us. I have he's no issue. Up in joy. He's not that charismatic for the biggest star in the world. He's got no charisma. He's to he me, he does it, but to, I mean he, they have to turn on. They have to turn down the crowd noise so that he can be heard when speaking. Did you notice that? But that, that must, people he must, go wild for Bad Bunny, though. But by the way, then he should be your favorite if he if he is related to them turning down the crowd noise. Don't you love him? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, That's all a you funny want. Joke, but I'm right. They turn down the crowd noise because he just goes. <laughs> I, I I am fine with the Bad Bunny of it all. I do think it's a bit much. Um, I think it's one notch overexposed. Him being there every week. Like it's every crazy. Peter Tom was was rat was was listing off his accomplishments this week. He won this Grammy. He was on SNL. He's uh, the, the, they had this many streams on Spotify. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, well, <laughs> listen. They they also say every week that it's the award winning. Thunderdome. So I, yeah, I, I know. I'd love to know the award in which it's there's won. there's awards galore. Awards galore. So it was, yes, it was a Meiji. It won a Meiji. It won a Meiji. Yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite Thunderdome. Um, I listen. The celebrity thing is what it is. I don't think they're as obsessed with it as Dip thinks they are. But I know why he says it because the way they talk about it and everything else is over the top. They're everything is over them. the top. There, there, there's ma- a match going on, and to go to commercial, they cut to him smiling in the camera. <laughs> Come on! No, he it's gets crazy. he he gets as much conversation as Tyson did in the yeah. lead up to Mania. I don't mind it either. I know what they're doing, and I don't. I'm not. I don't hate it. I'm not hating on it. It's just funny to like see them just fawn over the scenario. By the way, have you noticed that he definitively has a different twenty four seven title? What? No. You can't tell that it's brand new. It looked shinier. Yeah, it's not the one I had. There's not a chance. His is sparkling up a storm. He probably sent it to a guy to get it get it shined up. Yeah. Well, that's, in in it, yeah, I guess you're right. That is definitely what happened. He had it shined. His Grammy up. guy probably shined up his twenty four seven. Yeah, was. he had the leather redone. He sent it to Conrad. Conrad's doing something with it. Um. So is Bray. 
Randy are only like something's going on because there's not going to be like one surprise return. We need Brock. I know that we sounds need, crazy. And I said that two weeks ago. We, we need, need Brock. Brock. We need Triple H. We need Undertaker. We need Cena. We need something. We, you want something. I want something. I'm looking for something. Yep. Like this week, we got something. It was really nice. The last two weeks, we got something. At the pay-per-view, we got something. On Raw, we got something. But guess what? It's the season of something. We need more. We need more you know, it's something. something season. It's something, it's something season. season. We are getting something, though. But it's like you said, we need more of the something because they need to pile it on. Because, you know, Roman and Edge, I think if it wasn't Mania, Roman and Edge would be considered, all right, this is something. Yes, and if it same, wasn't Mania, yeah, for sure. Same, same thing with Bianca and, and Sasha. If it wasn't Mania, we would be saying, this is something. Bobby oh, if, Lashley, if, if, yes. if Bianca and, and Sasha was the main event at Fastlane, uh, and it was, was SummerSlam. Or SummerSlam. We would be like, wow, okay. The thing is, while it's They need cool, like five things. They need a triple main event situation plus two more that people are going to be glued to this TV for. So we need more somethings. We yeah. need more somethings. It's not that oh. we have nothing, but we do need more something. And, and Shane and Braun requires some sort of something as well. Yeah. Because right now, it's like up. this. It's sort of a lukewarm feud right now it's it's certainly not hot no and and the feud is the 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 issue that they have is that braun is just a brat honestly like you you weren't a universe you weren't a wwe champion so you weren't entitled to be in that elimination chamber but like you pout and you stomp and you're getting these opportunities that you didn't earn you blow them and then you continue to pout and stomp now this week it was on shane mcmahon but i mean the issue is that just Braun is a brat throwing a tantrum. It's not enough. Not at all. Not even not even close. Do you want to read some uh, mailbag this week? Yes, we have to, especially if it's uh, Bobby Lashley related. Is there any Dipperstein hate mail? There is. I'm sure there's some of that. There is. No, there is. Oh, oh. Um, let's go back hey, to there. let's go back to last week's mailbag. A thousand percent. Because I wanted to read this mail once you were here. Mail. Jack says, "Hey Pete, Dip said he watched SmackDown twice. Does this mean he put it on and left the room and came back two hours later to turn it off?" Big E had this is about last week, not this past one, a week and a half ago. Big E had one of his best weeks as a single star. He's beaten Apollo three times on SmackDown since Christmas. Apollo is demanding a shot at his title where Big E is telling him, you have to win matches to get a title shot. That sounds like logic to me. Apollo Crews attacks Big E from behind while Big E's protecting Nakamura. He then proceeds to hit him with steel steps and crushes him. So it leads me to ask the question, how on earth does Dip think Big E is the heel? Then, also small gripes with what he said. How does Jey Uso not have a character? All autumn, we saw Jay, the underdog, trying to impress his family before finally falling at the feet of the tribal chief and falling in line and joining um, his cousin and providing backup to protect the family's legacy. Damian Priest? Guess he's never watched NXT. Damian Priest, the womanizer rock star who celebrates in hot tubs after matches. Angel Garza, womanizing heel. And Otis doesn't have a character? Did Dip just not watch SmackDown this summer? Otis the working man. Really hard to understand how Dip has a platform to speak this rubbish. 
Thanks, Pete. Jack from <laughs> Wales. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's wrong about pretty much everything he said. Except the he's Big E thing, which is unforgivable. It's not that unforgivable. unforgivable. I saw him acting heelish. It was confusing to me. Sorry. You didn't pay attention, and you're not admitting it. It's you were. I'll tell you what Dip was doing, uh, Stack Guy. He was like this. He was falling asleep with uh-huh. his hand on his palm. I've seen it a thousand times. He Watch tells you he's, down begrudgingly. He says he's watching the show when really his, he's resting his head on his palm and he's sleeping because now I didn't do a good job correcting you because I hadn't finished SmackDown when we did the show. So that's my fault. But I also didn't come out and give a scorching hot take because I hadn't seen the show in full. But when Big E gets hit with steps, there's no way to come away from that. As someone who's watched wrestling for more than a week and think there's a chance Big E is the heel. So I didn't see that. I didn't think the step throwing had to do with the storyline. I thought it was just a key through it. With regard to the email. (laughs) And then I'll go through the rest. He's wrong about all of it. I mean, I I agree. I think Garza had a had a had a had a character. I didn't. That's he's making that up. I I agree with everything that character. I agree with everything that that the guy said, except for I'm with dip on that. Big E is the heel. Big E. Really? Was, yeah. Big E was so disrespectful to Apollo Crews. Has been, go back to catering, go back to the condescension, the disrespect. All Apollo Crews did was stand up for himself. And then Big E inserted himself in a conflict between Nakamura and Apollo Crews to get in Apollo's face and yell at him like that's his son. Go back to the back, take a walk. Who are you? So, Biggie. so, yeah. so, are you suggesting? Like a great guy. So, no, not at all. So, he got what he deserved. So he was are, acting like a terrible guy. So, are yes, you, bad guy. So, bad. are you suggesting that he's a heel in your eyes, or that was the design of the television that we watched? He is a heel to me because Apollo is just trying to better himself. What about Apollo's appearance on Talking Smack where he didn't answer one question, he just stared angrily at the camera and Kayla the entire time that followed that? He was upset. He was upset. How would you how would you feel? Mm-hmm. How would you feel, Pete, if somebody that that you look to as a brother talked to you the way Biggie talked to Apollo Cruz? How would you feel? I've been talked to if, worse. I didn't if, go grab steps. If when you but were there steps around to be grabbed? No, but I mean, listen, I work with Ebro every day. I'm sure I've dealt with disrespect way worse than that. Never once it's, have I grabbed steps. But but would you have been justified in grabbing steps? I hear what you guys are saying. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm all for having fun with the logic, but I don't think that was the design there. Now, but hey, take it how you will. So you you, you both made a compelling, somewhat compelling. I feel argument. like Apollo Cruz was completely justified in in attacking Big E. Um, now there's another email here back to back though mail uh Kastner writes us dear cheap Pete crew aka sweet Pete uptown Malcolm and the great guy himself Dipperstein I just want to say this past week with Dip and Peter was amazing and a clear reminder why this is the best wrestling podcast and it's not even close all three of you are able to intertwine your thoughts and feelings regarding the current product and past with authenticity and humor you don't take yourselves too serious, but you showcase to us uh, you're wrestling purists who know their ish, but don't shove it down our throats. I love the authentic flow of the pod and how each week we really don't know what where the topic will take us. An argument about Bret Hart, discussing the greatness of Randy Orton, 
making fun or praising a segment from one of the wrestling shows you watch during the week. Who knows? I love this. It's what keeps me tuning back in each week. I really have to give it to you guys. You've been on your ish the past few months, even longer. It reminds me of the Brian Campbell era, which I consider to be the heyday of the show. And y'all have been truly hitting your stride. And this week's episode reminded me Dip was amazing and came prepared as hell. Can we give prepared Dip a new nickname? Maybe Big Game Dip? Because he was the true highlight of the show with his insight and humor, even without the stack guy present. Anyway, you all are amazing and have been a true highlight of me during this year-long pandemic. In my eyes, you were all great guys. Stay mage, Cass. Well, there you have it, folks. The truth comes out. <laughs> Uh, so, I, let me tell you something, okay? Uh, Adrian, I'm watching like 86 stuff right now. Adrian Adonis has a character. Kamala has a character. Cowboy Bob Orton has a character, okay? J- uh, Terry Funk has a character. These people have characters. Funk had character, James. Yeah, Cowboy Bob Orton also had character, James. He like he wore he he did no cowboy things. Right. He just he had the hat. He did cowboy. He stuff. did no cowboy stuff. When he when he turned on, he just had a nickname. When he turned on Piper, I just saw he had he had some character when he turned on Piper. But in general, I'm with you, SGG. He really just had a hat and a and a uh, cast. And a lot of them had just had nicknames. They just had like no character. I, I, they, they had occupation. Exception of Bob Orton. The other people that I mentioned are characters. I don't consider Damian Priest to have a like a. I don't, I don't mind Damian Priest. I don't I don't see him as like a character character. And Otis too. I love Otis, but I don't. You know, just because of his, like his body type is not a character. I'm, I need a gimmick, a character. Some. What is his job? What does he do? Yeah, is, he a, is he is he a, a trash man? Like see, that, I think, Rossi? You, that's what that's is what I just mentioned. That's why I just said what I said is that you know back in the days their characters were just jobs. Now Otis' character is no? just like he's a hardworking, he's a blue collar dude. But that, that's not enough for you because you want to see him doing construction. You want to see? <laughs> I would like to see, see construction yeah. being done by him. I would I, like to see him build a uh, build a uh, build an office in his backyard for his wife. I do agree that I don't think Dip. I'm not with Dip that I need everyone to have like a working professional title. But I I could stand some vignettes where we learn more about them. He should oh, yeah. be doing construction in the back of his house and building a new office for. For his family to work in during COVID, that's well, what I, I want to see the up. I think the ways that they give them depth are just like non-traditional now. Because even even Angel Garza, right? Like you say, he doesn't have a character, but he was like we saw him week to week, like jumping around from girl to girl. I know outside, I know. but it, you got it. But you got to keep Angel it. Guy. You do have to keep it going. You forget very quickly. They used to beat it down our throats, and with good reason, because you do. For, I kind of forgot. Like, oh, yeah, he was always hitting on Charlie or, you know, someone. It was always something. The Undertaker is a character. Yokozuna is a sumo wrestler. I need vocations for these people. Tell me (laughs) how they make a living besides wrestling. I want to know the jobs of the people. That's what's missing from wrestling. You know who you know, the biggest victim of that is. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea of way back when wrestling was the side job for these people. They were just tough guys in their own professions that decided to wrestle once or twice a week. <laughs> I'm, I'm Duke the Dumpster Drosity was a trash man. He worked full time uh, on his trash route, but he was a big tough guy. And every Monday night, it came when they came around, they called Duke and they said, you want to fight? Need you for that. 
Do you want to fight this week? You're a big, tough truck trash man. And what about how do they work out the schedule, you think, with the goon? <laughs> By the way, if you notice, he never wrestled during hockey season. <laughs> <laughs> what could Drew's profession be? Because Drew needs to be more than a guy whose sword has sex with the stage. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, you know. I would love to stole Seamus' character, which wasn't really, he was just like an Irish warrior, like the Celtic warrior, like they said. And now Seamus, and now Seamus' character is he dresses like a douchebag. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. But um, (laughs) a douchebag from 1908, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a bartender. He's a bartender, maybe. Make him a bartender. Who, Drew? No, Seamus. Oh, Seamus. Seamus has a character. Not really, though. A Jace. A Jace. He's that's, just his character has just been like different eras of Irish. Yeah, like that's ba- they kills. cannot. I would love for them to challenge <laughs> different them. eras of Irish. I would love for <laughs> yes. them to challenge themselves with Seamus's character not being about him being Irish. And by the way, if you ever talk to him in real life, I'm not saying that being Irish isn't important to him, but like you know, you're just talking to a guy. He's lived here forever. Like he's just a guy. You know, I he uh, could, not just a guy, a great guy. It's a great point. Right. It's a great point. That, listen, this is why I love uh, the hurt business. I understand who MVP is, and he makes the other people make sense. They're trying right. to please him. They're trying to do right by the hurt business. That's and, right. MVP, by the way, put up an awesome social media post of him giving a speech to them last week before Lashley won the title. Him giving a speech to everybody in the locker room. It felt so organic and legit. Well, I don't know if you know this, but MVP's mage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about oh. the years. Think about the years of joy we could have gotten from MVP or he could have helped. He could have done so many things over the last several years. And by the way, can you believe Bobby Lashley is 44 years old? No. He looks great. Yeah, he does look great. He's ageless. But I, I will say this about MVP, though. While, while we didn't have him in WWE, what's I think is kind of cool, one of the things that he was doing in Impact was – Managing Bobby Lashley and taking him to a world champion over there. So to see him do it again in another company, it's kind of dope. No, listen, I, it's 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 very cool. I mean, unfortunately, it happened in Impact, so only a limited amount of people know that history. But um, I'm excited in some ways. Um, I, I feel like WrestleMania season has a chance, but it needs to turn into something season. We need something every week. Now, I want to read one more email before we put a bow on this thing. Um, let, me just, let me just say that Adam Bomb created nuclear weapons. Yeah, really? Aside, <laughs> he was a wrestler. Right. He, he was a big guy. He wasn't making nukes. He was I wrestling. Thought he was, I thought he was a nuclear weapon. I thought he was created. You guys, you guys both say nuclear, huh? I just said it because Dip said it, but I, I I genuinely hate when people say that. Like, wow, it's spelled, wow. It's, what a supportive friend. Dip, it's spelled how you say it. Dip, clear. You are such a good friend. Dip sounds like a, a moron and says nuclear. Mm-hmm. And nuclear. you you know that it's nuclear, and you intentionally yes. say nuclear to not bury Dip. Oh yes. my god. Jeff Jarrett was a this country is a team singer. sport. <laughs> Erwin R. Scheister collected your taxes. Yep. Mabel right now, was a actually. rapper. Mo and Mabel were rappers. Right. They wrestled on the side. Sure. Sure. Okay. 
Shawn Michaels okay. was a was a playboy. He was like a a weird male stripper. Honestly, that's right. Razor Ramon was professionally Hispanic. <laughs> that that's what his thing was. All right, let me read this last thing. Bob Holly was a race car driver. Male. Bob Holly was a race car driver. That's right. Wow. So I'm not going to read this whole email, but let me read the part that I think is interesting. I really think they can do better than Edge versus Roman. Edge versus Roman is a marquee match, but Brian versus Edge is a more compelling story, and here's why. Other than HBK, surely Brian and Edge have to be the two most compelling returns in the modern era. Both retired due to injury and were gone for a long time. I never thought either of them would return. That's a great story that he told. So how do we get there? Uso versus Brian is happening this Friday on SmackDown. If Brian wins, he faces Roman at Fastlane. That was last week. Last week, there was a scene where Edge was disappointed um, that the title picture is murky, which I think is great. Brian needs to go over Uso on Friday, which leaves Roman pissed. Brian meets Roman at Fastlane with some kind of interference by both Usos. We go to Mania with a triple threat or handicap match of Usos versus Roman. Similar to Mania 26, Orton, DiBiase, Rhodes. This sets up Brian versus Edge for the title. That would be something. I'm not saying it's the right thing. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. For whatever reason to me, Brian versus Edge or Brian versus Roman both to me make more sense as the big mania match. I see. Uh-huh. Then Roman yeah. versus Edge. I would much prefer Brian versus uh Roman. Yeah, when they Brian when Brian when Brian was in the ring with Roman this week and talking and and setting it up and the one on talking smack, it made me think, oh, I kind of wish we were getting this. SGG, before we get out of here, do you did you happen to bring with you um Black Power rankings? Oh yeah. Uh- The Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings. What do you have? In the number three, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Uh, they made it official on SmackDown. That is your SmackDown Women's Championship match for WrestleMania. I know some people are going to get caught up with this placement on WrestleMania. Night one, night two, main event, wherever. I don't care where it happens. I'm just happy that it's going to be happening. They're going to be making history. Um, Two black people haven't fought for a world championship at WrestleMania ever. Wow. And that that streak is coming to an end. Wow. Uh, That is pretty man. In at number two, Apollo Crews. So fed up with Big E and his shenanigans. That heel he had big to e. heal Big E, that Apollo Cruz had to tap in to his culture and let Big E know that he too is a proud man. He too is a capable man. And uh, I like this new side of Apollo. You know, Dip talks about people needing the character. Apollo Cruz is somebody who fell into that category for a lot of people for a long time. But now, uh, you know, Nigerian royalty, Apollo Cruz, I'm here for it. And I'm, I'm waiting to see where this goes. And then, Obviously, in at number one. All right. The the dominant Bobby Lashley, 
just you know what a moment monday monday was huge just the 53rd man to become wwe champion but in dominating fashion and then to see the response that everybody everybody gave him you know on social media and around the world you know he's still a heel but he is a heel that we can all celebrate just this one time because we hate Miz more. So in the number one, Bobby Lashley, your new WWE champion. No way to argue with that. He is the man. Shouts to Bobby Lashley, MVP, and the entire Hurt Business. You guys for listening, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can see the 24-7 and order the 24-7 forever t-shirt which i'm very excited about rob pearson has shown me the demos i think you guys are going to love it and um we should have some new cheap heat news coming your way soon as well so uh do you got you guys both do me a favor and stay mage if you can <laughs> i, I want to close by saying i want to close by saying this tito santana was a bullfighter that occasionally was. <laughs> oh yeah what was george Steele? he was just an animal he was no an animal comment. Yeah, he was a Repo man. Yeah. All your possessions. Repo man has the toughest job in the world. And majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Red. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mage.